All right, guys, welcome back to Life Works Better with Coach Mel. We're going to have a great edition here today. We have a special family edition. It's going to be a lot of fun. Are yes, you excited? I am. It's wonderful. I think you have the best guests in the whole world today on your podcast. I do. Show. I have the two most important people in my life yes, here today. Yes, yes, You have the beautiful and the lovely Cherry, which is the love of your life. Yes. And then you have your mom, Mama, who's here that's, as well. That's correct. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> See, everybody's so glad the you're here, Mom. The crowd is excited. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know you had a crowd here. Yes, well, hey, I have did a crowd you know? everywhere. I did. I do now. You do now. It's great. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're here. We're back. Happy Hope Day to everyone here. You know, Coach Mel named uh, Wednesday Happy Hope Day. I didn't know if you knew that, Cherry, but it's... Happy Hope Day now. It's no longer hump Wednesday day. or Hump Day. is Hope Day. Yes. yes. That's where we are right now. Yes. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so you're used to this, though, aren't you? Changing things around. And oh, all yes. That. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Now the rest of the world is exposed to such a luxury. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, guys, we're glad to be here. want to give a big shout out to Percipio Coffee who is our sponsor here today. Now, uh, Coach Mel, I, I don't have anything to sip on today. I, I'm a little disappointed. Well, uh, you know, it's the disappointments in life that, uh, that make us enjoy the pleasures and blessings even more when we get them. Is so that's that, all part of the plan. Is that right? It is this time. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that out. We, we'll be nice since Mama is here, your mother. So we have to be nice today. Yes. I think uh, Cherry can hang with us, but Mama, yeah. I don't think she's going to take too kindly yes. of uh, our rhetoric here today. Yeah. Oh, she, she'll be fine. She'll she can roll fine. with us. So, so Mom, just say hello to everybody out there in Podland. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I love I'm, I'm Melvin's mom, Pearl Earhart. I love it, Mama. Now, I'm calling you Mama because I've been given permission to do that. That's how you sure do. That's, right. That's for those who are part of the family. That's yeah. correct. That's right. Yeah. Do you know I'm a part of the family now? Coach yes, now? I knew it already. Did you? Yes, I knew it before you did. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll walk into that one. <laughs> we got a special edition here today. We have all women and one guy yes. here. So that the odds are against you. Yes, I, I know that, but that's okay. I can still use that to my favor. We're going to see how it goes for this next 30 minutes and see how you fare. Hope you fare well. Yes, <laughs> yes. so do I. So what are our topics for today? All right. Um, I want to, uh, to introduce uh, the, these two most important people in my life to our podcast audience. And I want them to uh, just talk a little bit um, about things that are important to them. And uh, my mom was just telling me uh, a few minutes ago this afternoon that uh, – it's like, uh, hey, what do you want me to talk about? And I said, well, just talk about whatever you want to talk about. And she said, no, don't do that to me. And then she <laughs> said, you know, I, I have been, been thinking about something that would be important. So, Mom, uh, just tell them in the, out there in the audience what you told me that uh, you feel like is important about your relationship to me. Um, I was important to Melvin because I was his important in both of his births and his natural birth i'm his mother his spiritual birth because i'm the one who led him to the lord oh wow his bedroom was just across a little narrow hall from my kitchen and i was in my kitchen cooking and melvin said mom i said what he said come here he said i want to take the lord as my savior mm. so i turned my stove off and went in the bedroom and we knelt down by his bed and i 
he pointed him to the Lord and he asked the Lord to be his Savior. When he was, I think, about five years old. I know that's young, but he knew exactly what he was doing. So he has been belonged to the Lord since he was five years old. And he just had a birthday yesterday and he was 79. Well, uh, yeah, subtract 10 years from that. Six, six, <laughs> <laughs> he was 69, I'm sorry. Well, uh, you know. She was well, close, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah close, close enough for government work. But <laughs> hey, but you know, uh, but one interesting thing about it is uh, I don't really know. I, I need to point this out since this isn't, uh, this is just audio, not video. Just before mom said, Are you 79? She looked right straight at me. And she said, Oh, you are, you were 79? <laughs> She is such a joy. Yes. And I know, you know, as a mother, um, to be able to do that for your child, that is just amazing. Yes, it is. Absolutely. It is. Wow. And, Two births. And, and, you know, there's a, a, another interesting point to that. I, I didn't remember that for a long time. And uh, so then I was probably in my late teens. And I asked mom one time, whenever I did remember that, I asked mom, I said, mom, you probably don't remember this. And we talked about that time. And she said, oh, yeah, I remember it well. And I said, well, why didn't you ever tell me about it? She said, because I wanted to see if you remembered it. And I didn't want to reconstruct something in your mind that you really didn't remember. And so she waited until I did remember that. And then, of course, yeah, she, she remembered it well. But because of this lady here, I can't remember any time in my life that I didn't have Jesus as an influence. And it wasn't just through this lady here, but it was from this lady and from within me because of what she, with her faith, what she was able to place within me. And just to be able to uh, to take that responsibility. And so, Mom, I want to take this opportunity to thank you for that. You're welcome, Mabel. You're so welcome. <laughs> and and it's uh, uh it, it's been a very important uh, she's been a very important part of my life, and we can talk about some other uh, areas you know in a moment here of of uh, times that she was very that she meant a lot to me, and of course she always means a lot, but uh, sometimes a little more than others. And then my wife Cherry, here, and we've been married uh, over nine years. But uh, Cherry and I have known one another over 50 years. Wow. Yes, yeah, so uh, she knew me just a few years after uh, after Momo birthed me the first and second time. <laughs> the second birth. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's correct. And uh, Cherry and I met when we were in Bible College here at uh, Southeastern Bible College in Birmingham. And we, uh, we, we stayed friends, and I was mainly friends with her husband that she was married to when I, when I met them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we stayed in touch, and then her husband passed away in 2010. And uh, I really didn't know Cherry that well prior to that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I called one day after the tornadoes came through in 2011 here. I was living in Louisiana. And I called and just asked her how she was and to see how things were going. and. And then uh, I asked her if I could call her back later, and she said yes. And so um, I chased her until she caught me. <laughs> oh, uh, but uh, anyway, she she has been a, a a great influence in just helping. I feel like uh, 
she's helped direct me and mold me in the latter part of my life and latter part of my ministry. And uh, to hear her say that about me, as she does every now and then when I pay her a little extra, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, not true. <laughs> is uh, is is one thing, but to hear her say that about me, because I usually think about it just in in reverse, you know. And that uh, so I have, I think it's a great privilege that I have to be a blessing to these two women who not just have been but are such a great blessing to me. So uh, as he I'm, is to us. Wow, that that's a lot. You know, you would think it's easy for someone to say that, but it's not. You know, not to authentically say it. And then with a smile, you know, we really should be recording this because Cherry is beaming right now. And she's <laughs> smiling as she talks about you. Yes. That is so wonderful. So tell us, tell us the nitty gritty about Coach Mel. <laughs> what do we need? We won't tell anyone, you know, we won't tell anyone here. It's just our secret. It's our secret. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, the coach mail was what um, actually drew my attention and affections toward him Mm -hmm. because when he started to um, call me right after my husband passed away, all of his questions were what got me, you know, and he, he didn't even know 10 years ago that, that he was coaching, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and then, um, you know, it was things like, uh, well, how are you doing? How are you doing now? Yeah, yeah. You know, you by yourself. And I'm like, not too good. Mm-hmm. And he would be like, well, then uh, what do you want to do with your life? I don't know. We were, my late husband and I were pastoring a church. He said, well, well what do you want to do with the church? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you want to do with your life? Melvin, I don't know who I am. I don't even know who I am right now because I just lost someone that I was uh, in his life of 44 years. So I don't know who I am. And so Melvin would call me and we would just talk about those things, you know, and he would pull them out of me and get me to think about them. And um, that's how the coaching actually started. I told him, I said, you really coached me (laughs) into marrying you. (laughs) (laughs) It does work, by the way. (laughs) And so... um, (laughs) Oh. No, it was the, the special um, love that he had for the Lord. Yeah. And at, at my age, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking, you know, I had a relationship with a man that we served God for 50 years almost, mm-hmm. uh, 35 years, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I was just, I never thought that I would be able to have that opportunity again. Oh, wow. So God loved me enough to send me Melvin. Because he helped me through a very awkward time of my life. He helped me rediscover who I was. Mm-hmm. And he was such a blessing to me. And he still is a blessing. He was not just was a blessing. He mm-hmm. is one. And he's a really been a, 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 just a precious gift from the Lord. And our marriage is, um, it's just been, it's been great. Yes. We've had a blast. I mean, I wasn't sure when we got married about this missionary thing. Right. You uh. know? <laughs> because I've been a pastor's wife or a pastor for 35 years. Right. And, um, and I told him, I'm like, I don't, I don't know about this going to <laughs> We send another missionaries <laughs> off. We don't go. <laughs> well, yes, we that's, pay that's their that's way. Right. You know? <laughs> that's what the second offering is for. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's right. So wow. I, I told him, I'm like, well, you know, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. You know, I'll, 
I won't ever stop you from doing what God's put in your heart to do. I may not always go with you, but I've been with him Mm -hmm. most of the time. There's been a few times that I haven't been able to go, and that's been for health reasons. And so um, here I am. We just are serving God, love the Lord, and, and he's the main focus in our marriage and in our lives. And that's, that's really what brought us together. You but, know, I was going to, you, you, you said a word that you don't hear a lot of marriages or people refer to, and you're, that you're having a blast. Good times, sweet, it's nice, it's cool. But blast, you don't hear that. So I think I hear the key component to that and you keeping God first in it. You know, you hear people say that a lot, Cherry, and you hear it said, but no one really talks about how it's illustrated or what exactly does that mean. So what does keeping Christ first in your marriage, what does that look like to you? Um, It looks like having a man I can pray with. Mm. It looks like us being interested in the same things, learning about God, uh, serving others because we love the Lord. Um, Melvin is a, a tremendous giver of his, not just money, but time. <clears throat> so he exhibits that to me. And then um, we, we serve God together. We're, we're doing it together. We're, it's not just Melvin or just me. Um, we pastor, you know, a church and we do missions work and uh, we pray together. And we read the word together. We talk about the Lord. God is first in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what it looks like to me. We get up in the morning and, you know, he reads the Bible in the wee hours of the morning and I do it in the later hours right. of the morning. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but, you know, we've we've always had just a wonderful relationship in with each other so that we can pray, mm-hmm. pray together mm-hmm. about things and and uh, dreams and things we we desire the same things to to do where we serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. So that's what serving the Lord looks like to me. Wow. So, Mama, yeah. you hear Cherry talking about your son and how she sees God in their marriage. Was it a special prayer that you prayed for? Uh, Melvin, uh, when he was a child, uh, for the type of wife you wanted him to have, or, you know, what was it that has him where he is to where Cherry can say these things about him? Well, I did pray for him all the time, but especially after he had his, his, his second, his second divorce, I prayed for him because I felt like he needed someone to kind of guide him along. I didn't know it was going to be Cherry, but but God had her ready when when He came along, and He He guided Melvin into calling her and seeing how she was doing, and so God had a hand in it all the time, and I'm so thankful for that. And and it's so wonderful because I'm hearing Cherry that you uh, you and your husband um, before Melvin, you guys pastored a church already, mm-hmm. so now you get with someone who's a pastor, and it's like you just kind of fail in place. <laughs> <laughs> well, that part was the easy part. Yeah, that <laughs> well, is, easy awesome. uh, if pastoring is not really easy, but that was the, mm-hmm. yeah, that part I could do. I could, I dealt with, uh, it was the missions, um, missionary part that right. I was not really sure about. Um, mm-hmm. I was one of these like, um, people that, you know, 
I like I like the finer things, the comfortable things in life. You know, I wasn't so sure I was I would be able to go to a foreign mission field and just um, be right at home. You know, where there was no electricity or no running water, no indoor bathrooms, um, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, but. God gave me a lot of creativity growing up. I was always able to come up with unique ways to manage to, to do get things done. And he gave me some really unique, creative ways. And I plowed right through that first trip there. And it was wow. not the best trip ever. Right, I right. mean, we had many things that could have made me think, I'll never do this. <laughs> I will never do this again. You know, it, it was probably the, the, the roughest trip Yes, in, in a lot of ways, wow. and it was like, uh, uh, you know, she she made it through the roughest time, and so the next time, you know, it was a little easier, and so she kind of felt like, okay, maybe the the roughest times are over. <laughs> you know, uh, I just want to say something here again, uh, and uh, at, as uh, I've been transparent about this, and I know when I started the first series on hope. Uh, I told people that, you know, I've been through two divorces, three church splits, two IRS audits, and a bankruptcy, and I have more hope today than I've ever had in my life. And so I'm, I, I want people to realize that, that God is, is, uh, is the God of people who, who need second and third and fourth chances. He, you don't have to do everything just right the first time or the second time. You don't ever have to do everything just right. But it's it's part of family and it's part of community, where uh, where my mom did not give up on me, and uh, she kept on praying for me, and uh, kept on encouraging me. And I, I will say this: that uh, Cherry and I had started talking, and uh, it was you know it felt like things were getting a little serious. I was living in Louisiana; she lived in Birmingham at the time, and so I wanted my mother to meet her. And so mom and I made a trip through Birmingham on the way to Atlanta to visit my son and uh, had lunch with Cherry. And then on the way back through, we had uh, breakfast with her. And so I I wanted mom to tell me how she felt about that. And there I was, uh, 58, 59 years old at the time. But but my mom's uh, opinion was still very important to me. And so I asked her, and uh, mom said, well, I I think— I think Cherry is a godly woman, and I think she's already proven that she's loyal and that she will take care of those that God gives her some responsibility for. Wow, that is so beautiful. I'm sure it put your mind at ease. Yes, very much. And, Mom, do you remember saying those things? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then uh, uh, another thing that uh, that Mom said, and and Mom says some things sometimes uh, not to— not trying to be comical, but they do just come out kind of funny. When we came back through and uh, we stopped at Krispy Kreme Donut and had a donut for breakfast. And <laughs> so when we left, I asked Mom, I said, well, Mom, how do you feel about that? And she said, well, uh, I don't think Cherry came to see me this morning at breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> neither, did, neither did she come to get a Krispy Kreme Donut either. I told her. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Not at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. So I just uh, I want to encourage people uh, to just keep on keeping on. And I, I want this to be kind of a double prong here. Uh, there may be some people that God's put in your life or in your family that you've really wondered, okay, is, is God really going to ever do anything <laughs> with that person? But just keep on praying. 
And, um, and for those of you who are being prayed for, understand that, uh, that God's grace goes right along beside you all of your life, and it's always there. You just reach out, and you can grab all the grace that you need for whatever situation. And as, as I think back all through, uh, through history, all the way back to uh, the prayer of Jesus in John chapter 17, Jesus prayed for me. And Jesus prayed for us sitting here at this table. He prayed for everyone that's ever believed or will ever believe in him. When he said, Father, uh, I not only pray for these that you've given me right now in this life, but I pray for all those who will believe in me because of the words of these people that you've given me right now. So Jesus prayed for all of us. <laughs> and, Isn't that great? Yes. And good I, news. Yes, that is good news. That's, that's part of the gospel. And uh, we think many times that, uh, that it's unbelievers that need to hear the gospel, but many times we believers need to hear the gospel. And part of that good news is that Jesus prayed for us and that, uh, as the author of Hebrews says, that he, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father now, ever living to make intercession for us, that he continues to pray as a high priest. So I tell you what, to have someone like Jesus be joined in prayer for Melvin uh, with women like my mother and my wife, uh, it just makes me excited. And it's like, okay, what would I attempt if I knew I couldn't fail? Well, anything, because I have Jesus and my mother and my wife all praying for me. And so, uh, and some may say, well, my husband or my wife, we don't pray together. Well, uh, you know, we're going to talk about this in a, in a future episode here about, uh, about prayer, that life works better with prayer. But uh, just quickly uh, about prayers, Cherry said that she and I pray together and uh, that mom said that she'd prayed for me all of my life. And uh, prayer is intimacy. And prayer promotes intimacy, and we become closer. We come closer to those people for whom we pray, with whom we pray, and to whom we pray. We become closer to God because that's who we're praying to. We become closer to those that we pray for. So if you don't have a spouse that's praying for you, then you be that spouse that prays for your spouse or that prays for your family or, or your children or your parents. Brothers or sisters, I just want to encourage us to, to, for the family to be more involved in praying because there is that special link there. Uh, and that this is not just my, uh, my physical family here, but this is also my spiritual family. Mm-hmm. And so I want to take this opportunity to thank both of these ladies uh, for that in my life. And uh, so, uh, Mom, I also wanted to ask you a little more of, uh, about uh, what it was like when uh, when I was a child. What was it like to raise Coach Mel? <laughs> Mel, sometimes it was kind of hard, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, I depended on God to help me, and he, he did. He helped me to do what I should do. And your daddy was always right there by, by my side. And uh, so God is good if we just give him a chance. Yeah. It was okay. kind of hard keeping all that uh, uh, talking down. Didn't Melvin like to talk a lot, Mama? Melvin always liked to talk. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I need to say this because uh, my mom doesn't remember this, and, and she thinks it maybe because it didn't happen, but uh, I think it's just because she forgot. But, <laughs> uh, but one time my mom told me, she said, now, Melvin, just, 
just think about it this way. How many ears did God give you? Well, he gave me two. And how many mouths do you have? Well, I have only one. Okay, you have two ears and one mouth. Now, what does that teach you about talking? I said, well, it seems to me that I I need to talk twice as much as I listen just so I can bring balance to everything (laughs) because I have only one mouth. And two years. For some reason, I'm not surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Neither was I. (laughs) But hey, there there are all these words out there, (laughs) and all this blank space, you know, that not that no one will talk in. And so, uh, you know, God created the the world with His words. And so, what kind of shape would we have been in had God never spoken anything? We wouldn't even have a world, would we? No. You know, too, Melvin, I remember one time there was some someone in our house outside, and you were out there with him. And my other son, Joel, told Joel's son, said, Daddy, said, I wonder who that is out there. He said, I don't know, but Melvin will find out for us. <laughs> <laughs> so sure enough, when Melvin came in, he asked him, he said, Melvin, who was out out there? And you told him, I don't remember just now who it was, but anyway, you told him who it was. <laughs> yes, and, and everything about him. Exactly. I was, I, I was I was a coach even from a long you know a long time ago. It's just in you, you know. Yes. And and I'll tell you, um, Mama, he is like that here in this building. He knows most of the tenants in here in the building. Uh, knows what they do, their business, everything. I don't think there's probably you probably know about seventy percent. Yes, I've had opportunities to to meet a lot of them, and and uh, and still look forward to the opportunity to meet the rest of them. Yes. So you've always been this way, is what yes, you Yes, I have. And uh, I remember something that I was told uh, by a wiser, older man when I was just a teenager, it, and it, it stuck with me all the time, was uh, he said, Melvin, make all the changes to the good that you can when you're young, because when you get old, you just become more like yourself. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> And so I, instead, of, uh, instead of trying to learn to quit talking or to talk less, I have just attempted to learn to say more with what words I do say. That's smart. Yes. Uh, so it, it's just kind of a, it's a cheap trick. But it works. <laughs> but it works, yes. You know, I like when you were talking about your spiritual family. And I'm reminded of Jesus and his disciples were his family. Yes. And, you know, the younger I say younger I get. But, um, you know, as we continue to go through life, we realize how much family is important. You can't get another family. You can't, um, no one can be replaced. And time is so precious. And so I was talking to, I think one of my sons this morning, and I was saying, you know, there's certain things I'm implementing into our home. There's certain special times I want people to be at the house, those special holidays, I'm creating a tradition yes. so that this is things that we can pass on from generation to generation because, you know, it's not promised that we'll see each other again next year. So we have to make the most of the, the time that we have now. Yes. And so just to see, uh, Coach Mel, and you're sharing your family uh, on your platform here on the podcast, I think is really beautiful. Yes, and I, I, I really uh, i am excited about that and for the people out there and podcast land to be able to meet my family uh, i have a uh I, i've done this a couple of times uh and i would uh if i can get my uh my phone to work here if i can get my fingers to work uh 
you know, uh, my mother has, uh, she was a big part of, of not just uh, being involved in ministry, but also in my training, uh, where I went to school. Uh, she was a big part of that and directed me. I never felt forced, but uh, I, did, uh, I did feel guided. And uh, th- there's a balance there. Uh, she, I don't feel like she was trying to live her life through me, but she was definitely attempting to, uh, to use what, what she had learned in life uh, to help guide me. And I really appreciate that. And, and uh, she was a big part of, uh, of what I've done in Honduras for the last, you know, nearly 14 years. Because when I, uh, when I told her about this teacher that I met the family of, uh, this teacher in Honduras, uh, that was walking uh, three hours one way to teach for four hours, riding in the dirt with a stick, and then walking home three hours and doing it all for no pay for an entire year. Mom said, uh, I want to go meet that woman. That's a teacher. We need to go encourage her. And so I said, uh, okay, I'll go with you. And uh, she said, you know, I really feel like that this could get bigger than Pearl and Melvin. So I want you to go start a nonprofit organization. And when you get that started, then we'll go. And so it was under her direction there that uh, Principio Mission got started. And she took the first trip with me that I went to Honduras. She was 80 years old at the time. And then she went again when she was 85. And uh, so that's, uh, that, that's been an important part, uh, you know, in my life. She, uh, she was a teacher, uh, elementary school teacher and retired. And, you know, there was a uh, 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 three years ago on my way back from Honduras one summer, and it was getting close to her birthday, and uh, she was 91 years old. And while I was on the plane, I, I wrote this poem about my mother. And uh, I, I would like to read it again to you, Mom. Okay, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it, the, each one of these lines, just uh, they, they mean so much to me, but I, I just want to share this with our audience here uh, about my mom. Who is this woman, age 90 and 1? She is the single cell dividing, unbeknownst even to her progenitors. She's the tummy bump that barely shows. She's the gaping mouth filled with liquid air the soiled, helpless yearn nursing on Dora's fertile breast. She's the toddler that entertains and aggravates. She is pretty the first day of school in her ever-only new dress, bought with her brother's hard-earned Great Depression pittance. She's the tumbling burst of laughter, turning one-cent front yard cartwheels commissioned by her future partner in life. She's the teenage rural cutie making tips and accepting a marriage proposal from a handsome New York soldier. She's the slender reed learning to trust unseen timber when in helpless hope she reads of his changed plans. She's the voice of resolve getting expression of true lifetime devotion. She's the student of life learning that extended family is really family. She is that ever resourceful heart and hand with scraps of cloth or food. She's the nurturer of other children. She's blind to boundaries of blood and of lineage. She's the greatest fan of her own comic foibles. She is one's oasis of hope in the desert of despair. She's the ever-listening ear to meandering, meaningless, searching for significance. She's the small pebble striking the ocean of life with asteroid force. She's the older caring for the old, forever young, unchanged by age-old winds. 
In a seemingly haphazard existence, she is most aware of providence. She's the wispy voice of wisdom that thunders a shaft of light into the darkness of folly. She is the confessor of her faults while overlooking the failures of others. She is the one clinging to the I am, neither regretting the past nor fearing the future. Truly this is my mother, happy 91. That was beautiful. <laughs> you wrote that yourself? I did. I wrote that on the plane in just a few minutes, flying back from Honduras that summer just prior to her birthday. Wow. What did you think about that, Mama? I thought that was great. Isn't that great? That should be framed, maybe. I think it house. is. I yeah. think you have a copy of that, but uh, maybe I need to do something a little uh, a little more than just read it to her every now and then. But That's beautiful. I yes. like that. This is a great show here tonight. It's great, great, great. Yes, Wow. And so I want to thank these ladies for coming and being part of this. And uh, this is the fastest 30 minutes in podcasting. Yeah, you're the, you're the master podcast. <laughs> it just happens like That's because that. I have a great producer. Ah, thank uh, you, thank yes. you, thank you, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us with Life Works Better with Family. This is a great show. Be sure to share, tell everyone you know about Life Works Better with Coach Mel. We're going to drop every Wednesday a wonderful podcast just for you. We'll see you next week.